chapter. When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this take place, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray, for many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. We can often get distracted by beautiful things. If you've ever had the opportunity to travel in Europe and some, see some of the most beautiful cathedrals ever built, you might have recognized in yourself times when you were looking up to see all the beauty around you and you weren't necessarily paying attention to your feet. So you have to be careful not to trip. But we get caught up in the beauty of what has been created. The look of something new can turn our attention in its direction in almost an instant. I remember, uh, I remember uh, a Saturday morning so clearly many years ago uh, some of you will remember John Follett. Some of you know that uh, he died several years ago. But John Follett came to men's breakfast with a brand new car. And following the men's breakfast, there was all, most of the guys at men's breakfast that morning were gathered around the hood of his car with the hood open looking at this engine. There's something about guys and car engines that they can't help but just look a little bit. Even in a modern engine, you couldn't fix anything on it if you wanted to but you still want to look at it. It, just, it isn't just cars that draw our attention. It can be buildings, like I said, cathedrals or houses or gadgets or almost anything. Our eye can often be distracted by the thing that is most shiny. I will always remember that scene from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade where Indiana Jones has to choose the correct cup. Now the room is full of all kinds of cups, cups that are made of gold with precious jewels imprinted on them. And as he looks around the room, he finds the most basic, unadorned cup. And he says, this is the cup 
of a carpenter. And so he chooses that cup. And his implication at this is that this is the cup that Jesus would have used. It wasn't about the shiny thing. It was about what Jesus would choose. Now, I had planned on adding a couple of verses to today's gospel, and I didn't realize that those verses didn't get added into the bulletin. But right before this scene in the temple, uh, the disciples and Jesus are watching people bring their offerings in. And rich people are giving, and a poor widow comes in, and she gives her two copper coins. You remember this story, right? And Jesus says, the rich give out of their abundance, and this woman has given all that she had. And so it's in this context that Jesus begins to speak today. When we then jump into this conversation about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus tells his disciples that the day will come when not a stone will be left on stone. This whole place will be destroyed. You see, this temple had been built out of an abundance, but the one standing in front of them will give it all. Jesus will give his life. The disciples don't get it at the moment. They are still fixated on the beauty of the temple and not on the kingdom of God, embodied in Jesus Christ standing right in front of them. They still haven't processed all the times that it has been said that the mighty will be cast down, the lowly lifted up, they still don't understand that the kingdom of God looks more like a, a man who is blind given sight or a person with leprosy being healed than this spectacle before them. But the disciples asked Jesus, Teacher, when will this be? And what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And what comes next, we know. False prophets and wars and insurrections and earthquakes and famines and plagues and dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. As I said in my devotion on Monday, people began predicting Jesus' return shortly after Jesus told them he would return. There has been prediction after prediction, and we can miss the most important words in the gospel reading for this morning. And these are those words. Do not be terrified. Hear them again. Do not be terrified. Those simple words lead my mind all over scripture as I thought about the promises that we have been given as God's people. These verses remind me, remind me of the verse that my seminary graduating class chose. Our class verse was Deuteronomy 31.8. It is the Lord who goes before you to show you the way. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. And this may draw your memory to 1 John 4.18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And hearing that verse, your memory might take you to John 15, 13. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Siblings in Christ, there are so many things in this life that can stir in us fear. But in the face of our fears, we can feel the love of Christ who has died for us. 
who casts out that fear. We are not orphans left alone or abandoned in this world. Instead, we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. And that's from Romans 8. Doug Deedles reminded us of those words on Wednesday night at youth group. Al Lamer, our church treasurer, likes to refer to us as a congregation as Bethesdians. Now, while many of us gathered here or online are members of Bethesda, this isn't our primary identity. Some of you are Danish, and you can trace your roots back to the beginning of this congregation. You may hold on to your Danish heritage, but this isn't your primary identity. You may have come to Bethesda from another church or another Lutheran congregation somewhere in this nation, and you joined this congregation because it too had this same identity, but that is not your primary identity. You can even be sitting in the pew thinking, I'm not sure I fit any of these categories. What then is my identity? For everyone in this room, everyone watching online, everyone who might stumble upon this video later, your primary identity is found in Christ Jesus. This isn't my church or your church. This is Christ's church. This isn't my table or your table. This is Christ's table. We have been formed into the body of Christ in this place with Christ as our head. As we read in Colossians 1.18, he is the head of the body, the church, he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. This is a very long way of saying what Christ said so simply. Do not be terrified. Have faith. The Lord goes before you to show you the way. As Jesus told his disciples in the gospel for today, so make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. Again, siblings in Christ, we may look around us and feel like the signs that the world is coming to an end are present. There are wars and insurrections. There are earthquakes and famines and plagues. But Jesus told his disciples to not be terrified. Jesus tells us, to not be terrified when we think we see these signs. Because Christ reigns, even when no stone is left on stone. Christ reigns whether there is a temple or not. Christ is the Lord of us all, and we are his people gathered together in one body with Christ as the head. Our identity is secure in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, there is nothing left to fear. Amen.